What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Live on Two Wheels. Guys, this is episode eight, and today we're talking about the cruiser market, and is it dead? Or is it super popular? We can't figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Live on Two Wheels, episode eight. I am Chase on Two Wheels, a host of the show, and I have a co-host. His name is Bo. Bo, say hi. Hi. I had my audio up, so there's a little echo there. So there's the mess up right there. Oh, there you go. Got it out of the way. We keep we like to keep the mess ups real short and simple <laughs> these days. If you guys have been fans of the show for a, quite a while, then you know that uh, the mess ups used to be much larger, much bigger of a problem. We try to keep them low and just you know just ride along the barriers today. Um, ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys doing this week? Oh my gosh, we're Today's the first uh, live show that we've done in the last two weeks where it hasn't been an utter catastrophe the week previous. I think that like most of the stuff that we do in here, all of the filming and everything, that the more we get comfortable with the equipment and the right equipment in, the better we become at it. It's the the skill, our knowledge and our skill and our intelligence are definitely a barrier. <laughs> yes. But we've got the right equipment in and we're starting to use it. I, I, I will say the equipment has been a big deal. And uh, guys, before we get any farther into the show, uh, this episode and uh, show is sponsored by Tonnet. We love Tonnet. We will talk about those guys later in the show. But before we get into the show, if you guys want to be uh, selected to win a $50 RevZilla gift card, uh, if you guys are new, what we do is at the end of the show, you uh, you go sign over, sign on over on Tonnet, make an account real quick. We have and, a link uh, in the description. Yes. Info's in the description if you need to uh, for links and stuff like that. Go over to Tonnet. Join our group called On Two Wheels, or it's a club, club. sorry. Yeah. In that club... Post anything. It could be a photo of your motorcycle. It could be a, a question for us. It could be a meme of Bo, oh which is my preferable <laughs> thing. <laughs> if we pick your thing to talk about at the end of the show, we will send you a $50 RevZilla gift card. So go to the description. Do that. Also, make sure to hit the like button on this live show. That helps us out so much. And if I've got your attention, let's go ahead and knock it out. There's 98 people in here. I want 98 likes. You guys know what I'm saying? Okay, thank you very much. Also, this show is not only live on YouTube, it is also available in podcast form on your favorite podcast things, as long as your favorite one is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. <laughs> on, your, on your favorite ones, except for the one you actually use. I personally use Apple Podcasts, so it's on that one. Uh, so if you guys, if you want to help us become the number two motorcycle podcast, <laughs> we are on a mission to become the the biggest minus high side, low side, which is the RevZilla podcast. We don't expect to be bigger than them. We just want to be second to them. So go to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating. Uh, it would make my ego be way better if you did that. And I would hey, love you. Hey, longer. Chase. Hey, Bo. Why don't you uh, give the guys a view of your shirts? There's, there's, there's a little dead shrooms asking. He wants to see that. My shirt? My Oh, here. I got you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Where am I? There, there you go. go. 
<laughs> so we've got Bulbasaur turning into Venusaur. Or wait, yeah, Venusaur. So uh, if you guys are just listening, then you really need to go find uh, this episode because I'm wearing what could be the coolest shirt uh, ever, or it could also be misconstrued as a, what's it called? What was Brian calling it? A headshot? Or head shop? We're doing this? Okay. Head shop? <laughs> it's something you would find at a head shop, yes. I found out what a head shop is today. <laughs> um, Brian made a comment, and he, he was laughing before we went and filmed the first ride today, and he's like, why are you wearing a shirt that looks like it came straight out of a head shop? I thought that a head shop was a store, like if you go to the beach or something like that, and they like airbrush, they like shittily airbrush shirts and license plate tags and stuff. I thought that was what a head shop was. I found out that it was a place that you buy tobacco products. <laughs> so in case you guys were out there and you ever hear the word head shop, that's what that is. And this is it, this looks like a shirt that would promote some sort of thing. Um, alas, it is not. It is a Pokemon shirt. And if you guys didn't know, I'm a fan of Pokemon. Can you guys see Bulbasaur? He's really awesome. He's the best Pokemon uh, ever known. He's going to be on top of this helmet the entire time during the show. Uh, Bo, how's your week been, bud? Uh, how, how have you been this week? Let's talk about you and not Pokemon. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, although I, I don't, I'm in a that's a rock and a hard place because I don't know anything about Pokemon, but I also don't necessarily like talking about me. Uh, <laughs> it's been a it's been a crazy couple weeks. We're still in the crazy couple weeks for you. I have emerged yeah. from the crazy couple weeks. Yeah. You are still in the midst of it. So we uh, our 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 thoughts are with Bo right now. People um, sort of look like airbrush. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heather, Heather sees. It, yeah, it kind of reminds me of those things you get in Florida. Like yeah. with your name on it, I, mean, I can. Pr I, I promise you guys. Look, my name's not on it. I did not get this in Florida. Um, <laughs> he went to Panama City. I Beach. did not go to Panama City uh, and, and get this thing. Um, so if you guys are, I'm trying to make sure we catch up. I like. I like the show starting out with like us catching everybody up with yeah. what the week has looked like. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, my wife and I were on vacay for the last uh, few days. Got back on Tuesday night. And uh, now we're back to normal. Everything is normal now. We've we've had our terrible week. We've had our vacation week, and now we're we're getting close to normality. So it's very exciting. Um, that is what we've been up to. The guys have been rock stars, and uh, tomorrow on Patreon we're going to be releasing our second episode that the team did. Without me here, I'm very proud of all my little uh, the little birdies that have flown out of the nest <laughs> and successfully created two shows. Um, it, it is it's very cool to see a team of guys that you've been working with for a few years now, and then you're able to leave. And content still get produced. Um, building didn't get set on fire. The building wasn't set on fire. The cameras still work. Uh, well, <laughs> this, well, we don't really talk about the C200 right now. It's a big cause of uh, a lot of problems. But uh, it's really cool to see the guys creating content. Bo's over here creating content totally on his own now, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. You guys are in for a freaking treat. Ne what is it, Thursday next week? We yeah. have that camera review? Yeah. Oh, Bo's been having a good time. We've been, I've been, I've been in it a little bit, but Bo's, Bo's taking it on. Oh, um, 
So should we let's let's talk about Engine Hawk real quick yeah. because right before the show, guys, uh, and we're and for you guys that don't know, we're going to be talking about today, uh, like the main topic of the show is the cruiser motorcycle market. Bo and I are, have been having this conversation. Like, is it super popular or is it dead? We got some. We, we have some information the that kind of yes and no. <laughs> yes, the the answer is yes and yes. Uh, but we we've got information proving one and the other. So they're yeah. like, is it mutually exclusive or they aren't mutually exclusive? Yeah, there's a word for that. It's called inclusive. There's oh well, they're inclusive. That doesn't make sense. But uh, before we get to that, right before this show, literally with this camera that I'm looking at right now. Bo and I got packages in for some stuff that's not getting released until April 27th. And the unboxing video that we filmed is going to somehow come out tomorrow. Bo, I am 100% looking at you to make that happen. Is that what I'm doing tomorrow? That is 100% what you're doing tomorrow. Bo had to Bo had to save my butt today because I was supposed to do an edit and it was supposed to be done yesterday. And so I was like, hey Bo, guess what you're doing today? <laughs> what I was supposed no, to do yesterday. No. <laughs> right. So uh as you guys know, I am a sponsored writer rock guy. I like this helmet and I, I rep the brand. Yeah. I don't know what to call that. But so Rurock a makes shill. the yeah, I'm a shell of a man. Um, so a lot of you guys ask what helmet this is on my desk. That is a Rurock Atlas 2.0. It is the raw carbon. It has the gold shield. Love this helmet. Atlas 3.0 is coming out soon. Very excited about that. But we got boxes in for a company called Engine Hawk. One second. All right. Can you do this? Well, my relationship with <laughs> my relationship with Rurock is slightly better than Yamaha. So okay, let's go so with yes. Yeah, sure. Let's just do it full sin. So if you guys don't know, yeah, Rurock made a second company called Engine Hawk. Their whole thing is to uh, make motorcycle apparel look good. Yeah. So this jacket, I don't know if, how good you guys can still hear me. This jacket just came in the mail. Which one? What's this? What's the, the title Hawkeye. of this one? The Hawkeye. Hawkeye is this one. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. So we filmed the unboxing video for this, and I've had this. Uh, I've had the prototype for probably a month or two. Yeah, two uh, I've two been months. riding in it. Been getting a ton of comments on the first drive videos because that's the most popular videos. We have a camera car looking at me. Um, people have been asking what jacket I've been wearing. It's been the. Uh, at- yep. It's been the uh, I've been wearing that jacket for a while, the prototype, and the real one came in today. Got the whole like regular unboxing experience. It was super awesome. And Bo's gonna edit that in the morning, and we're gonna hopefully put it out by noon. Let's. Uh, it's only an unboxing video. It's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, but super cool jacket. We've got another one that Bo has. Uh, we should. We should have an interesting day tomorrow. We got a first ride and an unboxing coming out. So y'all pray for us because we're gonna need every bit of it. Mine's the Raptor. The one I had before is the uh, Predator. Right. Um, and we still have those. It's not like we got rid of them. We still have them. So uh, I want to show you guys how cool these jackets are. So Bo, if you'll jump on my screen for a second, I want to show the peeps what all these engine hog jackets Here, I'm look put like. Put you up in the top corner. 
We'll we'll put uh we're gonna have to update the show doc, but we'll put a link to Engine Hawk stuff down below for you guys. But check all these cool jackets out. So this is the one Bo got previously, the Predator, mm-hmm. and the newest one. Uh, which one? Up top is a Raptor. This guy, the Raptor. Okay, cool. Yeah. And dude, I might have to get with uh, Rurock and be like, "Hey, that nine one six Inferno." <laughs> I mean, that just looks like something I'd wear, right? Yeah, yeah. I might have to get because look how good that dude. I need to make my well scroll down because somebody mentioned the knucklehead and my Which ones? oh my two the two ones that I really like are the knucklehead and the oh 50, yeah the, the knucklehead's got that shirt vibe yeah. Uh, as you guys can see above it to the right yeah yeah the 50 cal looks really good Um, as you guys can see uh these do not launch until april 27th which is like next week sometime so you can't get them yet but uh solid it uh, it's it's shocking that rurok and now engine hawk can come into a game and their first product looks so good yeah like it wor- looks so good, works so good. I've, I'm, I'm shocked by the way they do stuff. Like when they decide to go down a path, they don't mess around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you notice that they have cookies and cream, which is black with white? Yeah. But then they have a white on black. Cream and cookies. Oh my God! They even titled it differently. Yeah, brother. What are you talking about, man? You didn't notice that? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. So just now, yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. Yeah, so if you guys are uh, in the market for uh, a new jacket, I know jackets, for at least for me, jackets tend to last a little longer than helmets. Yep. So if uh, are you the same way? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys are looking for a new jacket, uh, Engine Hawk's got some really cool stuff coming out. Yep. Um, yeah, so... So what are we talking about today? We are talking... <laughs> you tell me, guy. We're talking about cruisers. This is not my space. This is your space. And I think um, I think that your um, your view on them could be interesting because you're not a cruiser guy whatsoever. This and, is true. And but you are a content creator with your finger on the pulse of content that is being sought after. Right. And, and digested. Well, so that's a good point. So uh, so, guys, the kind of the spark of this conversation was, you know, you guys know, and, and if you don't, we'll tell you, generally, when it comes to here in the shop, between me and Bo, it's naked bikes are kind of in the middle, and then when it goes from naked to the sport side, that's that's kind of my territory. And I, I think I would even grab onto the, like, adventure bikes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'll grab the sport and the adventure. Until so I go from the naked sport to the cruiser with a dabble in in like dirt right so that's generally that's how we have this area separated but you know we're we're a motorcycle channel we're not a sport bike channel we're not a a a cruiser channel so you know it's i don't want to say it like this but it's part of our job to kind of like keep an eye on trends in the motorcycle market if anything just to have a conversation with you guys and I've been telling Bo lately that, uh, you know, when I started making content, if you wanted to get a lot of views, you had to go to the highway and do dumb things on a super sport. That was the the easy. Oh, God. Oh, did you do it? <laughs> you guys will have to let us know. Bo redid all of the sound effects. 
And I'm. Did you just use the flyby? Oh God! Because you, you said dumb things on the interstate. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I did say that. So you guys will have to let us know if you like the sound effects. Because Bo, before the show, Bo was over there just like redoing every single one of them. Uh, shout out to Epidemic Sound for having great <laughs> audio files. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of our job to stay on top of of what's popular. And back in the day, it was like, hey, you know, this is before I was married and had responsibilities. So um, if my wife is watching, I don't ride bad at all, ever. <laughs> and I love you she, so much. She knows better. So so much. Um, but yeah, like I would I would do really dumb stuff, like go on the highway and just like book it down down the highway for a while, and uh, you know. I would record it and get a ton of views. And even to this day, super sports, uh, super sport content, you know, talking like first rides and stuff like that. Really um, it does really good. Uh, the first video this year, cause you guys know we've been dealing with the hack and, and YouTube's not promoting the content. I'm sure a lot of you guys watching this probably didn't even get a notification. Um, but the channels we've been kind of like digging through the trenches with the channel. Um, wait, hold on. Oh, YouTube, it, it blocked Heather's thing. Hold on. You don't block my wife, YouTube, you piece of shit. Um, I got you, babe. Don't worry. Um, but uh, yeah, so like the first video of ours that did really good this year was a Jixer 1000 first ride video. So, But then the the next biggest yes, video. So, so this, is, this is what kind of brings the conversation on. Literally, like a week later, Bo had the video out of the Indian chief, right? He does the Indian chief press launch. And that video is doing like right behind the Jixer 1000 video. I think it's the perfect like juxtaposition. It, that is. So that's, that is kind of where this conversation started. Where, uh, where of like, we're used to content on this channel. Sport bikes is, is all day doing good. Naked bikes do good all day. Cruiser bikes. We've done content in the past about cruisers and the videos fall flat. So Bo's video did really well. So we're like, okay, cool. Maybe this is like a one-off. And then we start looking into it, and cruiser content on YouTube does great right now. Yeah. And, and Bo, you, you, you watch more cruiser content than I do. Yeah. Are you noticing, like... The popularity, at least here on YouTube, is is just going up and up every year. So I will say that in if we're just looking at raw like views, like from the third party looking in, right, right. I don't have access to their analytics, but just looking at the bird's eye, those videos as they come out gain tend to gain more traction. From like out of the gate, like right. like twenty thirty thousand views within the first like day or two, right? And like sport bikes kind uh, kind of tend to have like a small trickle, and then and then they'll hover for a little bit, and they might spike or whatever. And a lot of our videos are we play the long game, right? A hundred percent, all all our stuff. It's yeah. like okay, we're not expecting to get great views in the beginning we wanted to see the upward trend and we're watching the trajectory we're making evergreen content <laughs> right <laughs> like you know you're we're we're planting this for us later right and we'll come in chop this tree down for a christmas tree in 10 years <laughs> you know what i mean that's a great analogy but yes but so like a video that we would have posted um 
beginning of this year might get 70,000, right? But a video from two years ago might be at like 1.2 mil. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a slow trickle. It's a, it's the long game. The cruiser videos tend to like, boom, straight out the gate. Now, they don't have a lot of the same like trajectory after a while. They kind of die out. And people are searching for newer things or whatever. And the cruiser market is kind of stagnant as of up until the last like year. Right. Well, that so what do you think has happened in the cruiser market that has gotten people if anything people are interested in it and i'm i'm curious does that translate to purchases of cruisers because right now when i'm riding around when i'm driving around i see a lot of sport bikes i see a lot of naked i see a ton of naked bikes but you know i don't really see that many cruisers at least around here now that's you know there's a lot going into that like locally and stuff like that but like i noticed the content is getting a lot of views online so do you have you have stats on on cruiser sales right right so here's here's the weird part and why and why the 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 two aren't kind of jiving it is the thought of content is it does not dictate market, right? We are seeing a lot of interest on our platform for cruiser content, just in general, like on YouTube. But overall sales, of course, it, you know, with the pandemic and whatnot, it, sales went down, right? But still, Harley is at like almost 50% of the market internationally. Okay. However, their motorcycle sales are down hundreds of millions of dollars and the way that they're staying in the game is they include their lifestyle stuff in you mean like apparel and stuff apparel, like apparel cross branding things like that not to mention that the smaller displacement uh harleys are extremely popular in parts of asia and really? in india and stuff like that yeah they have a huge market share in india and things like that um, like a lot of the sportsters and stuff like that, yeah, are huge over there. Older, o- older bikes as well from them. So, and the used market is is part of that. They're used. It's like not used, like owner to owner, but dealership to owner. Right, used. It's huge. Um, but overall, Harley sales went down three percent. Um, internationally, which doesn't sound like a lot until you realize like. They have fifty percent of the market, so like their overall pool is much larger. So three percent becomes a huge deal. Whereas like Indian with the release of the Scout this year, they're up twenty four percent, twenty three twenty four percent internationally. I'm I'm very interested. So, so like I'm not in the market to buy a cruiser, yeah. but I'm extremely interested to watch how the cruiser space reacts to indian doing what they're doing i feel like a guy that has no stake in the game i'm what I, I ain't even going on these press launches you know like we're sending bow out to these indian press launches but just the way indian is treating the space like a newer company i think that's going to trickle that's into the their uh the people that are going to eventually buy their motorcycles because yeah. if like right now Harley has this, you know, they have this Pan America that they just released and they have the live wire that they're, I don't even know what they're doing with that. Um, 
I can see Harley is trying to do stuff, but like I, I feel like the the bikes that they're doing are like surface level changes to a company that has built in a a structure a a um what what do you call it where like Harley people don't want to be grouped in with motorcyclists. They they want to be called Harley people, right? So it, that's that's the biggest issue, is that for the longest time, and me and Brian talked about this when I came back from in, the Indian trip, Harley is a name, and the name is what's sought after, and the people seeking, seeking those things at, out are people who are brand loyal. They want a Harley because it's a Harley. Like, they don't care about the price. These are people with, you know, just, just, you know uh, retirees or people who make a lot of money, they're buying it because of the name. Some people like Harleys because they're Harleys, right? And I'm not taking that away from those people who actually enjoy it. I like Harleys. That's a, that I say that wearing a chief shirt right now. <coughs> <coughs> you couldn't be more Bo right yeah. now. <laughs> I like Harleys. I love Harleys. I and here's think, my Indian shirt. I honestly think the Road Glide is probably one of the nicest looking um, uh, baggers that's on the market and has been and they have had a decade to to um you know get it just right but the problem is is that people in my age bracket and younger don't give a crap about a name they care about value for money like when you look at the trident the trident is very popular because it has a, a great value a great value for for money people don't want to spend seventeen thousand dollars on something that doesn't meet the current modern needs or desires just because it has a name. And they are refusing, up until recently, to kind of address that and try to get new riders in. <clears throat> and Indian has done a good job because they've kind of got... Nobody gives a... Uh, almost, I almost let one slip. <laughs> nobody <laughs> gives a crap about Jason Momoa riding Harleys. Let's let's just be honest. People, Young people aren't going to buy a Harley because... Aquaman is riding one. I mean, to be fair, some people will. Some really idiotic people will be like, "Oh, Aquaman." On on the surface, most people aren't going to to do that. At least we can hope. And uh, what they are going to do is look at the content creators that they're watching and getting actual feedback and then deciding if the value is there for them. I do think that Indian messed up by not introducing a 106, dropping the price by like three three grand, and getting people who want even more value. I do think they should have had ride command on all models because that's a huge technology kind of thing, which is enticing to younger people. But like we talked about this before we did the show, most of the motorcycle sales in the United States for Harley now is low riders and trikes. Trikes is a huge selling point. So that, they're, they're still that selling. That truly <laughs> shocked me when you told me that Harley was making a ton of sales off of that one wheel in the front, two wheel in the back, and like no no shade, like ride your ride, but like it's because they refuse to to let the old customer go. They want so no. Th th I mean, I the way I look at that is. <laughs> Like, not trying to be ageist or anything, but like, <laughs> dude, 
it, you have two options if you're Harley, right? Let's just say you have. I don't want this to become a Harley bashing episode. It's not a Harley bashing episode. I think yeah, yeah. the Pan America looks amazing, and I'm I'm I would love to get an opportunity. I'm going to get that. to that here in a second. But like right now, it feels like if you're a company and you have. Uh, you know, you have a certain amount of bandwidth. I'm Harley right here, right? Mm-hmm. I can either chase this dying audience or try to entice I can, new I, I can do an entire company shift, shift the way we talk about ourselves, shift about the way our writers talk about us, yep. and go for this growing demographic yeah. that is going to get nothing but older and get. You know, more you into lock them in. If you lock them in at the beginning, then you've made a, a, a brand loyal person that if you keep delivering, they're going to keep being there. This is literally what we're seeing with, with Triumph right now. Yeah, exactly. They come out with a Trident 660, which we did a first ride on recently. Phenomenal bike from a premium brand coming in right dead smack in the middle of price point motorcycles like the, the MT-07. Yeah alone that is a ballsy move but i think that's genius on triumph's part because what they're saying is hey we might they might not even make a lot of money on a trident but how much money are they going to make on a customer that buys a trident and then they're like oh my goodness i love this triple i love the way this bike feels i love the way this bike looks and is the same thing that happens with cameras you 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 they you get locked into the ecosystem you like you love what they do and you've got a range of things to to change to when it's time to to grow up you know what i mean i i well so here's here's the thing I like when you get like into it. Like, here's the thing: hits the so, button hard. Harley has has had this problem for a while. It, it, Indian's no different, and Indian is taking their approach to trying to change that. But Harley had a problem where, and maybe Brian, we're talking about this. Uh, once upon a time, any uh, Harley was the leader of engineering, um, you know, innovation. Like they were leading the pack. And then once they got comfortable, they realized that they can have a longer duty cycle on their R&D by having a, a bike come out and then just leaving it and letting it make all its money and let the people that buy Harleys for the sake of buying Harleys. Like the Milwaukee 8 is a good-ish engine. That's a Harley engine? Yeah, it's the newest. Uh, it's the one of the newest Harley engines. And when the Pan America... Uh, got announced i was like well they have a couple of options they either make a new engine which they weren't likely to do because uh it requires more r&d or they'd use a, a sportster engine or the milwaukee 8 as the base platform and build on it well come to find out they made a new engine entirely in the pan america in the pan america they've introduced things like um intelligent suspension six axis imu uh, adjustable ride hat on the seat that automatically lowers when you come to a stop. Like all these little things, they redid the infotainment system and it's under $20,000 for this massive 150 horsepower adventure bike that has full dirt plus mode. Like it's You know, full I, I think for for the, our channel, the way we've talked about Harley, I think it would be worth it for us to make a video specifically about the pan american no if, if only if, for, if anything for me to get 
really familiar with it. Um, and guys, we're about to jump to an ad real quick, and then we'll get back into this. But like, yeah, because I want to talk about somebody there was talking about the Honda and stuff like that, and I want to talk about what the Japanese are bringing. Yeah, to we got market. we got a lot yeah. to talk about. Uh, but before we jump to the ad, real quick, guys, I do want to shout out to Max Ball uh, for the super chat. He says, "Want to know why Harleys are great for Cali? Because they shake so much, you can't feel potholes." <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, hey, if they they got to be good for something, right? Yep. All right, guys, so we're gonna jump to this time add real quick and we will be right back what's going on guys so real quick i'm going to show you guys how easy it is to submit your questions for the live on two wheel show using the hashtag l2w just as a reminder if you guys actually submit a video and we answer your question on the show we will be sending you a 50 dollars revzilla gift card or one of the other prizes that we will get from one of our other sponsors so i've got my phone recording really quickly First up, we're going to go to the Live on Two Wheels Club over on Tonic. So once you get into there, you guys can see somebody submitted a video of their MT-07. We're going to hit this plus icon. We're going to hit the camera icon. Uh, take video. At that point, uh, we're going to be here in the app. We're going to swap places. This is me actually doing it. Hey, this is me and uh, Chase and Bo. What is your favorite motorcycle and why? Okay. And if, if we say use video, and then we go into this thing and we just say, you just, who can who can share this post? You can put anybody, let's do only members, done. And at that point, I'm gonna hit a check mark. Now, I'm not gonna post it because I don't want to be selected to answer my own questions, but we want you guys to submit video questions so we can show them here on the show. And that's how easy it is to do that. So we look forward to getting some of y'all's video submissions over on Tonic. And uh, without further ado, we'll go back to the show. Thank you, Tonnet, for sponsoring this show. Uh, and guys, we have we have a very exciting uh, conversation with Tonic on Monday. Yeah, we have a meeting on Can't Monday with to Tonic talk to it, talk yeah. about some new stuff that that <laughs> app has. I I don't even think we can talk about it, and I've already gotten in trouble for stuff I've talked yeah, about shut on this your show. Mouth. No, I'm not going to say shut it. Your damn mouth. Just know that they've got some really cool stuff coming up. Also. Babe, yes, I made sure that I did not touch Bo's computer like I did last week and ruined the ad spot. Uh, so, Tonnet, thank you for uh, sponsoring the show. You guys make sure to use hashtag L2W over in our club on two wheels. Yep. And if we choose your thing at the end of the show, you'll get some cash over from the boys of Revzilla. Uh, Bo, you want to talk about Honda? All right. So, <laughs> that's, a, that's a yes. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> because... Somebody uh, had mentioned it. Let me find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Jason Mitchell. They they are getting in the future. My point with the Pan America was that they have decided that now is the time that they will start trying to innovate. Indian focuses a lot of their R and D on the engineering. Mm -hmm. Harley. This on is based the, on you actually design. talking to the Indian people, right? And right. and just looking at where their money is going through public record. Um, they they're two different focuses so they are behind at the same time honda who has been pretty much aside from everybody thinks that indian and harley are butting heads but really harley's biggest enemy is honda and has been since the reagan era and in fact that just you would not think that, like i if you came up and told me that that honda is the closest company like biting at Harley's toes or ankles or whatever dogs. Well, do. they they hold the second largest um, market share internationally, and this and this started in the Reagan era when Harley was pretty much it. Like 
Right. As far as cruisers go? As far as motorcycles, because there wasn't like sport bikes. Like there were some. Right. um, Like uh, standard bikes. But really what it came down to was was Harley was it um, after the wars. And then Honda decided, and they Harley basically advertised to bikers. That was it. Honda came in and started advertising more affordable bikes, and they were advertising to everyone, parents, teenagers, going to work. Like, it was a whole different vibe for who they were going. They wanted everybody to have an affordable motorcycle. So much so that Harley lobbied for um, tariffs on imported uh, motorcycles. <laughs> let's let's save our company by uh hurting competition so it's exactly what they did why does that, it feel like harley that, got a, a got a, a market share of gr- a group of people and just have held on to those people yeah. their entire life yeah it bit them in the ass later when they started outsourcing all there was a period of time indian um uh, harley harley was making all their stuff overseas and then uh assembling it here mm-hmm and they were getting hurt by those tariffs. Ah, I see. So, and then somebody else brought a a good um a, a good point. So like Indian, right, has the scout. Scout is a large portion of of why Indian has done so well on an international level because it's a very approachable yet you know, capable smaller bike in right. the in the cruiser market, but it still has some cool stylings. And then you got things like the Bolt, which outperformed the Harley in the same class, the 883. Then you have the Honda Rebel, the new Honda Rebel, and now the 1100. Is it the Rebel is the one that just recently got the 1100 model exactly. put out? Okay. Yeah. And those and Honda being the next biggest competitor to right. everybody in the motorcycle market, coming out with something like that, and it. It's a div- it's a divisive looking motorcycle because it's. Well, like- I think the Rebel looks pretty cool. Like so, uh, me personally, as a guy who I think represents maybe a bigger sector of motorcycle motorcycle riders, um, the Rebel style bike is far more approachable to me as a rider. Not that I'm going to go get a cruiser, but like if I'm going to get a cruiser, I'm not going to get one of those giant baggers. Yeah, you're like lo- that you're is- looking at like the Bolt, the um, the Suzuki what S S ninety or whatever it is, the Honda Rebel, right? Those right. kind of like, and and probably in that same vein, a Sportster would be something you look at from Harley because it is the same vein uh, of it's the same style of motorcycle. It's- Do does Harley so? I'm I'm just trying to figure out some sort of like bridge because right now, you know, like coming back to the main conversation of the show, like cruisers seem like they're dead and their, you know, sales are going down Harley's wise, and then you have Indians going up. So what's Indian versus Harley doing? But then if you are judging success or, you know, popularity by our standards over here on YouTube, then like Cruisers are doing great. Well, that's because you look at which cruisers are doing well, right? Is, are there speci- specific ones, at least on YouTube, that you notice do better than others? Baggers are real hot. Really? Yep. And then anything based on performance. The Lowrider S and the Chief Dark Horse get a lot of clicks because it is 
a big boy engine. You're producing a lot of power for not a lot of weight. Well, something we do around. need to be clear about because we're going to talk like we're talking about numbers, uh, you know, like engine sizes for bikes, and something you guys need to keep in mind when we're talking about engine classes. So, am I correct in saying the Honda Rebel 1100 would be equivalent to an R6 sized engine for us, uh, a cruiser? It's you have to look at. So the displacement in a cruiser is different because um, it's going to it's they're usually V twins, so they produce power differently. Right, the way I understand it. So you have to look at power to weight ratio. It with with it, that's a more well that, that's what I mean though because I cruisers say, are heavier. I would say that it's it's more akin to a five hundred. Oh, an eleven hundred would be like so, a CBR five hundred. So you look at my bolt. How, what's your engine size for your bolt? It's a nine fifty. Oh, and you and you know that it's buckets of torque because we've ridden out the mi- mountains. Yeah, that thing. absolutely. And it can keep up as long as you don't go past a certain speed. Because on the right. interstate, you a holes leave me. Right. Well, I just want people that because you know a lot yeah. of these guys watching this might not be cruiser guys, and they yeah. might think eleven hundred, and you know like. Uh, I ha- there's a KTM 1290. That is that why they use cubic inches more than uh, CCs. So there's at least a, a distinction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so um, or it's one of the reasons. There's many reasons why they do it. But, right. But you look at um, it's. It, I mean, it's like it's like weightlifting and stuff. Weight moves weight, right? So more displacement moves more weight. The heavier the bike, the more engine that you need to overcome the weight. So the chief is an eighteen hundred cc. Jesus Christ! How heavy is it though? What five six hundred? About it's just, just under six hundred. I uh, know it's like six forty or something like that, or five sixty. I forget. I had it because you. And go, this is compared to a, a super sport being like four hundred. Right. You know, My FC six R was like three hundred and something fifty pounds, four hundred pounds. Yeah, it's so that we're talking about two totally different styles of of machines and like i feel like uh if more cruisers like i get the whole bagger thing right like i understand that that has a market and there's people looking for that but tell me what cruisers are out there that are body style similar to the honda rebel because I, okay. I look at that bike as an approachable cruiser from my side of things. Right. So, and I would like to see more of those because honestly, dude, when I saw that Rebel, when you were like, when you, I think you randomly saw an article one day and you came yeah. in here and was like, there's an 1100 Rebel coming out. And I was like, yeah. and you were showing me photos of it. That looks like a motorcycle that I'd be like, you know what? I would love to ride that yeah. just to, to try it out. Your Bolt is an example Bolt, of a bike that I would try. I would say Bolt, mm, some Sportsters, right? Sportster is made by Harley. Harley, okay. Yeah, same vein. Um, the Boulevard from Suzuki. Um, I don't know if the if Kawasaki's have. They have the Vulcan. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I think so as a cruiser they might guy, have a, they may have a Vulcan nine hundred. I have to look that up. How but, do you feel about the Vulcan as a cruiser guy? It's a it's it's too sport bike. You have an engine for me. Like I like to lug out a motor. I like a V twin. I like it to be just stomp on it and let it just carry through. I'll be in third gear, no matter what I'm doing <laughs> and just stomp on it. And I like that. You are definitely punch. describing a V twin. 100%. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like on the, on the chief run, 
it was going up a hill. I'm in fourth gear. I hammer on it. All of the suspension lets loose, and that front wheel. If I would have been down a gear, that front wheel. Would and that was up. that's the eighteen hundred. And that's going up a hill. Yeah. So it's like it's a punch, and I like that grunty. I don't care about going 150. Yeah. I don't care about racing people. I just like to make a lot of noise and 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 scoot around. Like that's what I like. I like that. Right. That's what you're in it for. And so a lot of people that get into cruisers, especially younger people, it's for that same like mobbing around town, just like hanging with your friends, making a lot of noise, and they're a lot of fun. And then you have the other side of that where it's like take longer trips, being on a cruiser is going to be, in most cases, more comfortable than on a sport bike. So it it's like this weird middle ground. The the Sportster class uh, uh, cruisers that are all sub 1,000 cc's, uh, to me, are a load of fun. The Indian Scout, I got to ride that at a, um, a demo day. It's an amazing bike. If that bike had existed in its current form when I was looking at my bolt, right. I, I'd be on a, an Indian Scout right now. Well, uh, so this kind of like brings me to the thought process of like, you know, I can talk p- about people that get into motorcycling for the same reasons I, I did. You know, like I wanted it, it seemed fun and that's what I wanted to do. And then I, I started riding, spent a lot of time on super sports and then got to the point where I, I truly love riding, but super sports aren't as fun riding on the street because they're like just much harder to ride. So I'm moving towards something that's more enjoyable to ride as far as my back and my ergos that I want. But I still have that like punchy power that I can like that's why get I around. I, that's why I think that you would love the challenger. Well, so like, so that's, I think you would absolutely, love, that would be the one bike because you did really enjoy the Goldwing. Yeah, so uh, but but that's because I'm a person that has made a job out of riding different motorcycles and I feel like one of the things that makes my first drive videos do really well is because I'm able to actually think about a motorcycle outside of myself. I can actually think of like who would this be good for and I'm trying to figure out like why would somebody get into riding and go straight into cruisers versus getting into riding and going straight into something like a, a naked bike, like an MT-03, right? I, I, What's, I honestly think it, it comes down to a couple of things. One, what are your friends riding? Uh, yeah, so there's that factor. I'm talking two, just personally, though. Two, style, right? You like, Are you like me and you like the to hang your wrist on bars and like right. make a lot of noise and go slow and look cool, whatever. And then like comfort. Like, yes, a, a sport bike, the MT 10 and its current configuration, you're in like total dad mode over there. <laughs> it's comfortable. Yeah. hundred percent. But it's, it's it, objectively, it's not going to be as a comfortable as say a cruiser which is designed to have less compression on your joints right than you would be used to. So I mean that's just I mean it's one of those things where like it's there's some subjective reasons why you'd pick it. Right. And some objective reasons, but then it all all, all boils down to what are your friends riding? Also like so like, none of who none are you of the stuff, be riding with. Right. None of the stuff we're saying is is right or wrong answers, yeah, by yeah. the way. Like I don't want you guys thinking we're trying to figure out what the right answer is. We're just more conceptualizing like these thought processes. Well, so it's been a light bulb moment because it's like 
you've spent 10 years making certain kind of content. Right. And then now there's like this kind of parallel to the content that we make currently and what is happening in the market and then how that's not actually affecting what's popular. So it's like this weird, like kind of like we're going along in our train. Right. And we look out the window and suddenly the train that was passing us is now going the same way we're going. Right. Well, I mean, on top of that, though, I feel like ever since we started doing this show, I feel like I've started thinking about the motorcycles, the industry, like certain bikes, certain thought processes. Like, I feel like having these shows and having just having these conversations, both both with me and you and then with you guys watching and listening, like I do feel like it's an interesting thing that we didn't have previously. You know what I mean? Like all of mm-hmm. our videos have to be YouTubed, so that has to be very concise and to the point. Mm-hmm. And I I love the fact that we have this show so mm-hmm. that we can like kind of dive deep on stuff and like we might not even talk about anything important. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um I love talking about stuff like this because it's like to me, as as a cruiser writer, I'm also not your typical cruiser writer. In a lot of sense. So you look like the typical cruiser rider, right, but, but you don't act like the typical right. cruiser rider. And I also am not brand loyal. Again, ignore the shirt. Um, <laughs> Do we need some gaff tape over I there? Don't, I don't own an Indian. I just like the shirt. It's really nice. And the camp company's all right. <laughs> right. Um, but like, I'll ride any motorcycle. And you can attest to this. It's like, I don't care if it's 125cc or 2000cc. Like, I can enjoy. I, I hate the words beginner bike because I don't think that that really exists. Yeah, I did a whole thing on my, yeah. my what was it, the comparison video yeah. where it was of all the 300 cc's and I was like, these are not beginner bikes. No. The, I have to I have to call the video the beginner bike thing Yeah, because that's what YouTube does. It has to be clicky. But they're not because it's like it, you can still have fun riding around no matter who you are on those levels. So like I exist in this weird space of the cruiser world where I enjoy the bulletproof motor of my Yamaha. Right. Just as much as I love the stupid, dirty potato, potato of a Harley. Like- well, so like hearing, hearing you talking about cruisers and, and just knowing how I internally feel about uh, naked bikes at this point, I, I feel like the main differentiator is like obviously we want a bike that is comfortable to ride around and enjoyable to ride because if it's not if it's not comfortable, you're not going to enjoy riding as much eventually, and you're going to ride less. That's just the progression of things. But the thing I'm imagining, based on the way you're talking about cruisers, because I I truly don't have a ton of experience on cruisers, guys. I think I've probably ridden two in my entire you know ten plus years going on this, but I don't think a cruiser is going to be able to get it's not going to be able to satisfy that part of me that my MT10 and MT07 and MT09 any naked bike or super sport would where it scares me a little bit and i think at least currently right now oh, that is something i that. oh we're going to fix that okay i mean I, I would love to be proved wrong i get proved wrong all the time i'm totally okay with it but dude we should get you on a rocket 3 Okay, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> that's a that's a specialty thing. But like, you know what I'm saying though. Yeah. I like do. the general cruiser, if I get on that, you know how I ride. If I got on a cruiser, you know I'm going to go to the red light, get to the front and go and just hammer it and see what happens. Yeah. And I'm 
I don't think a cruiser is going to give me that like, oh, I better be careful. Well, I want you to think back, okay, when you had the Daytona and I had the Bolt. Uh-huh. And we did that stoplight to stoplight. Yeah, no. Now, I, keep <laughs> in mind that the Daytona was, it. I mean, it's a... It's a, it's a, a super sport. It's a super sport. Not super, just a super sport. sport. Yeah. And the Bolt. Which is bottom of the barrel, slightly better than the Harley 883, which is their lowest displacement bike. Right. So it's like the next step up. And what happened at that light to light? <laughs> Do you remember that? No. I mean, you're talking about a V-twin versus a, a, a triple. So, like- so I think the point I'm making, though, is that like instead of looking for that, it's going to scare you on top. Like you're thinking about like, all right, here's the line, here's the the beginning, here's the end. Do you want the fear here? I like the fear here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean I, I like to I like to hammer on it and go like, oh, this bike's just gonna leave me. <laughs> like a freaking <laughs> well, cartoon. No, so, see, this is this is kind of the interesting thing because like of all the bikes I've ridden oh, and, and this already? Ten minutes already? <laughs> yes. Oh my good god! Heather is playing hardcore producer role in the, the chat, and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out a way to have Heather here, though. We're still working on the the technical side of that. Yes. We're barely we're barely getting this done. Yes. Um, but I have noticed uh, as I've been riding longer and longer, and this could be like with age and like my back is bad or worse these days. But uh, you know, I started out on on inline fours. And I realized, based on the first rides that I do and what bikes I end up liking more than others, I'm really liking twins and I'm really liking triples. Like, that's my money spot. So mm-hmm. this is this is what interests me about the cruiser stuff because there's a lot of cruisers that are in that sector of power delivery that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So that that's what gets me thinking of, like, I mean – I want to get on. I want to. I want to. I want to do some first rides mm-hmm. of some cruisers and just kind of get a vibe. See. So see we what got, we're looking. We, we at. got our communication out to our guy. So yeah, yeah. We we are in contacts with Indian. Um, we don't know what we're gonna get, but we're we're trying to get uh you know a long term loaner from Indian. I. Obviously, I want to get the FTR because that's that's, that's a right. That's on my bike. street. <laughs> that is my alley. Um, I think that's one of the few bikes that we both are on the same page about. So the thing I love about the FTR though is if we got that in, can you imagine how many like videos me and you could both go out and do, and yeah. then you know just swap back and forth and see how that goes. Yeah. But I am also really curious to get like a, a chief in here. You know, I would love to have a chief in here and legitimately be like, okay, I'm going to dedicate myself to this bike. I'm going to ride it to and from work every day for like two weeks and just be like, okay, cool. You know, I don't want to do, I want to do a first ride on it, but yeah. like, I want to do like a living with. Yeah. Cause you're, you're going to have to give yourself time to do a mental reset out of the sport bike life and then basically give yourself a good, like even starting point because your brain is in sport bike mode for most of it and naked and all that stuff. And so like going into the cruiser world is different. The power is going to be different, but once you like kind of tame all your expectations of it comparatively, right. Then you have a good starting place. I think 
I think you're. I think I would watch the shit out of that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, maybe whenever we uh, get some finalized oh, we would information, love to do a first ride on the Pan America. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah, guys. If I, there's uh, any bike that we 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 can hopefully get Harley in this building with, it would be that one. Bo, Bo, and I were talking about this, and um, we so Harley just did their press launch for the Pan America. We were not invited, which none of us are surprised about. <laughs> surprise, surprise, um, surprise. It doesn't even really matter though, because the last two weeks, it would have been it, there, been, no. it would have been an auto no because yep. of everything going on. Yep, yep. But um, I like I don't expect Harley to watch this, but I feel like getting us a Pan I wish America Harley would because I would love to do some test rides on some Harley. <laughs> I fucking bet you would. <laughs> uh, I think we. We being the royal we, meaning yes. me. Uh, I think I would be a great person to. I feel like I'm. I'm uh, trying to. I wanted to get you to a crisp uh, sound of that. I think I feel like I'm making an interview video to to send to Harley to try to get <laughs> a bike. Uh, I honestly think I would be a great person to get a Pan America for a loan bike because. You know, you guys hear me talk a lot about a lot of crap about Harley, and and most of that is how the company is run versus like how your, the, your specific case is how the the mentality and dealer interactions and all that stuff. It's yeah, the, it's the it's the lifestyle, it's the vibe. Of, yeah, it's the vibe. It's so and it, not necessarily the bike. All the crap I've ever given Harley. It if you guys you can go back and if anybody wants to prove me wrong, that's great. I don't think I've ever talked trash about. A Harley bike. motorcycle. Yeah, the bike. Because you guys know my job is to ride motorcycles, and I don't judge a bike. Like, everybody tells me all types of crap about this bike and that bike. I'm like, cool, that's great that you think like that. I'm not going to judge it until I put my butt in it and I go ride on it. Yeah. So um, I think I, th I honestly think the Pan America could be, like, a really good shift for Harley. I'm, ex I'm excited about it. I am too, and I, I really hope that Harley's thought process is let's put the Pan America out. You know, they had for a while they were like, we're going to do all these different motorcycles, and I think they were all going to be focused on the Pan America engine that they used in that. I really hope Harley's thought process is let's totally shift the types of bikes we're making. Let's have like a like a visual shift for the company, and then they can start working on that. The mentality. That vibe that they yeah. come off as. Yeah, yeah. So that actually is a really good place to call out. I'm I'm gonna I have not passed this through you, but this Oh god, this, this is terrifying. This, uh, this is an L2W. Okay, so we're all right, so that, we are at we're the last three the, minutes? Yeah, dude. So Jesus. Uh, this is this plays into it because this is the reason. This is like this is like the beginning of Harley removing their head from betwinst their cheeks betwinst their cheeks because I watched I, I watched that review of of block ads that somebody was mentioning and me and him talked about a few of the things that I think they did very right one of those things this comes from 5.7 goat on Tonnet chases a shorter rider Harley Davidson's adaptive ride height and the uh, Pan America sounds amazing and that is they have intelligent it's suspension and the seat height. So when you come to a stop, everything lowers so that you have more clearance to hit the ground, which is dope. All okay. for, there's a lot of stuff on that bike. Um, if you haven't watched Blockhead's video, go do it because uh, it it's it explains a lot of those 
like the six axis IMU and stuff. Do you think that we will see this tech on other makes and models? Do you think it's worth the cost, complication, and weight? And I think if they're smart, they will definitely bring this into some of their more neglected bikes because the Sportster is uh, pretty much the only true Harley as a uh, as a brand, right? Right. Um, it is an air cooled v twin 45 degree it's the most harley bike they have now but it's also one of the oldest platforms that they still have going milwaukee 8 is a uh head cooled v twin it's a new engine it's like a couple years old like four or five years old now they could have used that in the pan america but they decided to go with a different engine they decided to add all this tech, a new uh, command, you know, system for their uh, dash, all that stuff. If they are on the precipice of removing their nose from their butt cheeks, this would be the most brilliant way to do it, which is to um, is to take the tech that they're putting in this, dropping it in some of their other models bringing the price point down because all the tech that's in that special edition for the Pan America still comes under like $20,000, which for that amount of bike and that amount of tech is a great place to be because you can only go down from there through their lines. Yeah. Bring the price down, give people more value for their dollar. And I think they could actually bring themselves back up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what Harley does. I mean, that tech sounds cool. It sounds very Damon electric motorcycle esque mm -hmm. you know um yeah but i mean i i based on hearing what you guys talk about harley i would love to see them innovate more with with what they have going on yeah. i mean because that only feeds into the back and forth between them and their competitors and everybody's going to try that's that's what creates awesome stuff for us the community yeah companies fighting back and forth to yeah. add more stuff i mean i talk about it on my first rides all the time you have tech in the big bike, and then that tech eventually trickles down, and I think I called it out on the Triumph video, the the Trident 660. Uh, the next thing, based on seeing the Tuono 660, I think the next big thing that you're going to see in the middleweights are IMUs. Yeah. I think IMUs are about to be at that spot where they take well, on. Well, rider aids stuff. in general are coming down the line. Rider aids are just now hitting the middle class. The middle class will be. Not people, but motorcycle-wise. <laughs> um, I think IMUs will be the next thing yeah. because, like, we talk about it here in the shop all the time. You have all the rider aids that start on the bikes that need the least rider aids. Or you shouldn't have – you should have less rider aids on a 1,000 Super Sport than you do a 600 because, hypothetically – the more experience you have, the higher CC class you have. That doesn't always work out. It actually probably rarely works out, but uh, we'll see that. <laughs> and, uh, gosh, this... It went quick. This day was fast. Uh, we didn't even talk about um, uh, the motor vlogger that we like to talk about at the end of the show. So, guys, uh, and we'll, we'll talk we, about him real we, quick. We'll yeah, go, we can talk about we'll him over time just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, so, real quick, before we get out of here and show the motor vlogger, uh, Max Ball again <laughs> with another uh, uh, Super Chat. 1984 Ninja 900R is the best bike. 
I don't know anything about that, but now I'm super curious. And after the show, we're gonna have we're to look gonna it have up. to look that up. Yeah, um, so I'm sure. You for that I'm sure job. Brian is like punching. Like <laughs> so he'd be like, <laughs> I know this, but why don't you jerks know it? Right. Okay. So uh, if you guys don't know, at the end of the show, we always like to talk about somebody in the in our in our market making cool content. Uh, we try to find some cool people that you guys can show some love to. We talked about Blockhead for a second. Which, if you guys don't know, Blockhead's channel content guy, he's one of the. You the got ones. to go check out Blockhead. Yeah, yeah. He makes phenomenal content. Um, so I didn't even touch on Royal Infield, and they're they're taking a chunk out of the market too. Hey man, we but got we'll we got weekly episodes. Yep. We will be back for more. But uh, one of the smaller channels, Blockhead's got like 300k something subs, so he's he's a huge channel. But somebody that doesn't have as many subs but deserves some really cool stuff is Brandon. Is it Bacasso? Bacasso. All right. So talk guy. about Brandon Bacasso. I've got his. I've got his Indian motorcycle for any rider. So video he did. Up. He did a video on the Indian that was because he had already ridden one. Uh huh. Jake. Jake the Garden stakes in that. In that <laughs> oh piece. God! <laughs> oh Lord! This is terrifying. So Brandon did a um, uh, Brandon did a video on the ch- the chief right. that was not about the chief because he had already ridden the chief. So he did a video about the experience of being a kind of smaller channel, being brought out to experience something like this, and in meeting people in in the industry and in content creation and stuff like that. Super awesome dude. He was in the second wave, so that was the overlap because I was in the first wave. So I was there for a day. Uh, Blockhead, uh, her two wheels, Brandon Picasso, uh, Star Bobber, they all were on the second wave, so they were over. But we got to spend some time hanging out. Right. We talk online. He's such a cool dude, and he makes real good content. I and will say one thing about lots the, of cruisers. The video that you showed me from him, the coolest thing about him is the style of video. And we're going to show you guys a little clip of uh, this video that he did. This is the I'll experience of his Indian chief. Yeah. Um, but just the way he makes the videos is really cool. And Bo, you can confirm if we have music and stuff like that. Yeah, I got him up. Chief. And in my case, again. But this time they sent me out to ride this it's such a good other YouTubers such as Jess from her yeah Brandon, I think it's I think review, it's a really good take on how to make how you don't have to make videos the exact same way that everybody else exactly makes so I think the other thing that to keep in and into consideration is his actual review that he did when he rode the chief before that is the one video that I the first video I found when uh, doing any searching um, for research, it's a, he is so in depth, like so in depth, and so, and he takes his time to make sure he he knows what the hell he's talking about. It was such a good video, but yeah, he's uh he makes great content and uh, deserves much more. Uh, and he's like I said, super nice dude. Um, you know, he's just a, a he's a fan and a creator. Right, and that's my favorite kind of people. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and look at this thirty-nine minutes. Like, ain't a lot of people making videos like we do. <laughs> thirty-nine minutes long. Though, son. Right, no, this video did really well for him. Yeah. Um, wow, my my talking just went out the window. Hey, Chase, why don't you hit that like button? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, uh, go check out uh, Brandon Picasso. Uh, let him know you came from hashtag L2W, so yeah, he knows bro. where all all the love came from, and. Uh, 
and check out his videos. If it's if it's your type of thing, then you know subscribe and, and check the stuff out. Yeah. If you guys are looking for jackets, Engine Hawk, <laughs> they got you up, bro. Also, uh, if you're looking for an app to connect with your friends, <laughs> don't forget Tonic. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for an app, Wait, do we have any to more? connect with your friends locally, <laughs> you should download Tonic. Uh, only if you're in the U.S., right? Uh, U.S. and Canada. U.S. That. and Canada currently they are working on worldwide <laughs> stuff, but stuff takes time. He said, "Subscribe to him, Chase." <laughs> oh wait, am I not? No, <laughs> dingus! Oh right. god, I'm gonna no. put it on screen so everybody can see it. It's okay. happening. Three, two, one. All right, everybody with me. Three, two, one. Subscribe! Yay! Now I'm gonna get more cruiser. This is Bo slowly creating cruiser content in my YouTube feed. Oh god, you did a thing. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's going to be it for us. Thank you, Tana, for sponsoring the video. Uh, oh, God, what? Go. No, keep going. Oh, Jesus, I'm terrified. No, uh, don't do it. All right, go for it. I don't trust anything you're saying. <laughs> guys, thank you for, uh, so much for watching the show. Uh, remember, YouTube hates this channel, and we are here every Thursday, 5 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time to 6-ish uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do not believe the av the the YouTube. Just just click over. We're here. You yep. can't trust it. Uh, but if you guys are interested in just listening to this, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. If anybody listens to that, uh, just search "Live on Two Wheels." You will find us. Uh, you guys are awesome. Bo's gonna sip a drink, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, Later, guys. Fam.